0: This episode of Zero Brightness is brought to you by you. You can head to patreon.com slash zero brightness to sign up to support the show directly and get bonus content multiple times per week. Thank you to everyone who supports the show, and I look forward to meeting more of you soon. So hello, listener. I'm talking to you now, but I'm here with Justin. Hi, Justin. Me. Hi. And so I got to kind of like give people a warning that the next few episodes of this show are kind of going to be about like two things because there's two things I'm interested in and I'm kind of lining up different people that I want to talk to about these two things because I I think they're so interesting that I want to talk to like different people about them. And the two topics are number one is Souls games. (laughs) (laughs) it's all i'm playing damn uh that's yeah
1: god oh well hey you've evolved you've grown good for you yeah
0: i don't know i just playing bloodborne i got receipts yeah oh i know but it's just like bloodborne unlocked the thing in my brain that was like hey these games are good and i was like oh shit these games are good dude um but i'm even like i'm replaying dark souls one and that game does kind of blow but i'm like having fun playing it so you know whatever when are you gonna play code Vein? uh never i think it's probably the the <laughs> e-
1: it's fine i like there's a really blatant and orlando ripoff area that's like as long as all the previous areas in the game <laughs> uh-huh. so far and it's just needlessly like labyrinthian yeah. and i like i i don't know where i am anymore i ran in circles for half an hour and i was like i'm turning yeah
0: this off. yeah man so
1: it's it's not the best game in the world i've just had fun playing it
0: yeah i'm like not even close to having played all the souls games so i haven't even thought about like if i even want to play souls like games but i think my my yeah. gut feeling is that i don't want to play any like 3d souls like games but i really want to try all those 2d souls like games i have a death's gambit key if you want to i i do want um yeah like that looks cool salt and sanctuary i've been meaning to check out since i we did an episode on blasphemous and i didn't even know what salt and sanctuary was and then i like saw some video of it and i was like that looks a lot cooler actually like everybody says the art style is ugly Mm -hmm. but i was like i don't know it's kind of cool looking Um, it
1: has its own art style we'll say it's not like pixel art really so no
0: that's probably why people just always compare it to uh, like Newgrounds and like Flash games and like I guess I see it but I don't think it looks bad like if I said something looked like Newgrounds I would be saying that that game looks like fucking dog shit you know what I mean like that's a
1: diss I mean doesn't it look sort of like Don't Starve which I don't recall anybody being like Don't Starve looks stupid and ugly and gross
0: (laughs) yeah it's a it's an odd thing like the amount of hate that game's visual style and art style got um when the game the game looks cool to me but there's also like there's a newer game called um i think it's called ender lilies that looks kind of cool um i saw former guest of the show uh pam aka cannot be tamed just put up a review of it so i'm gonna check that out but that game looks cool um yeah, and there's there's some other ones that I found that look pretty neat. Uh, I think there's okay. one that just came out. Is it called like Death's Door? Is that the one where you, is that the one where you're a crow or something? Oh, a like no th- bird of some kind. Maybe I know there's bird souls yeah. too. <laughs> it's not called yeah. Bird souls, it's got but. like
1: a kind of more isometric, like top down or not top down, but like angled.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like the old view. isometric yeah. action games. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It does look cool yeah so there's some of those that i want to i really want to check out but i don't know if i really want to check out the 3d souls like games just because like i don't know i'm i'm playing these games in the most chill way i possibly can where i'm like getting through the main quest doing what i want to do skipping a bunch of stuff and then thinking that i'm gonna come back and either replay this whole game or i'm gonna just go and use my same save and fill in all the blanks depending on how fun i think the game is like I would replay Bloodborne for sure. Playing DS1 again, I'm like, ugh. There's so many parts of this game that just suck that I think I kind of just want to get through all the shittiest parts of the game so I can just go back and like have more fun and do side areas and shit. Um, yeah, I've played a few
1: Soul- Souls-likes of yeah. the 3D variety, and I'd say no matter how you feel about any, any entry in the FromSoft Souls games... Like, sticking with those is probably just best because even though they're all a little different, those people know w- what they're doing. It's their formula. Because yeah. all the other like likes tend to try really hard to replicate a handful of things specifically, mm-hmm. but they don't really figure out how to make them work as well as they do in yeah. a Souls game. So you're just kind of... Like, if you're not super invested in the aesthetic or... The story or whatever is happening in the game it's kind of just like a not to not to review score it but it's like a five and a half out of ten experience yeah so it's probably better to just play souls unless you're really into anime vampires or uh corporations that turn you into an exoskeleton or whatever yeah
0: absolutely not no thanks well that's the thing is like (laughs) i realized that so the latest um episode of zero brightness plus which is the bonus show that's on the patreon um i reviewed uh hellblade senua's sacrifice and playing that game it made me realize that a big draw for me personally of the souls games is that there's no like linear narrative there's no like lengthy cutscenes. there's barely any cutscenes at all um there's not a lot of dialogue and shit like that like it's literally just you jump in and the story is the things that happen while you're playing the game and that's like in an abstract way that's my favorite kind of game i mean we spent a whole episode talking about how great Hyperlight drifter is because of that and like other games i've said that many times like i've had this theory that i've expounded upon many times on this show and i've been doing it for years i remember i wrote an essay on it for a website that doesn't exist when i was in co- anymore when i was in college you know um but it's like games are about interactions so video games should put their energy into interaction rather than trying to tell a linear narrative. Cause that's not their strength. Like a game can have a good linear narrative, but like you really have to weave it into the interaction of the game for it to actually land rather than it to feel like a weird, like appendage hanging there for no reason, you know? Um, yeah. and so playing, playing like that game, I was like, Oh man, really makes me realize that what I love about souls games is that there isn't any of that shit. So the idea of someone taking a souls game and then being like, also we added a horrible, anime story with awful characters who have terrible character mm-hmm. designs and grating <laughs> voices. Like that sounds like someone being like, Oh, I baked you a delicious cake. Also there's shit inside of it.
1: Uh, so a thing I noticed in that vein in that code vein, that code, is, um,
0: okay. <laughs> Dude. I was like, you got, you better do that. <laughs>
1: Uh, Like indie games tend to do the like woven narrative more and I've wondered if it's a budgetary thing because Mm -hmm. it always seems like big studios are the ones that try to do these really elaborate like narrative first games and indie games tend to find ways to put dialogue or story bits into like a gameplay action or an item description or yeah just something that's a little a little less in your face and more seamless yeah and so i I like i'm wondering if it's just like that's that's what like happens when you get rich like no matter (laughs) who you are as a person when you get rich you buy yourself a tesla or whatever Mm. like the game's equivalent is when you get a hundred million dollars you're like we have to do like one camera take serious prestige (laughs) story instead of being like how do we how do we fit the like 400 pages of stuff we wrote into a game that 10 people can make
0: yeah i think it's it's partially that for sure and i think it's also partially that indie games are more apt to take influence from like retro games and older games and Mm. in retro games it was like that because of that reason you know it's like there's less tech there's less budget so it has to just do the thing it has to just be a good video game so i think the fact that indie devs are are there or in that headspace already or more likely to be in that headspace means that yeah they're just thinking about what are video games good at what kind of experiences are video games good at presenting and if you do think about that i think for any amount of time you're gonna land on something that's more artful and less just like oh let's copy uh, a prestige tv series or something and once again like i'm saying that i prefer that and i think it's better given the medium i'm not saying that nobody can do it because like i love the last mm-hmm. of us and the last of us is just an hbo show turned into a video game right and we'll soon be an hbo <laughs> show turned from a
1: video game time is a flat circle
0: yeah the, the snake is eating its tail yeah so like I get it. And I get that it can be good, but I think for 99% of games, it's like better to just be a game. You know, it's like, look at breath of the wild versus, um, skyward sword. It's like, even with skyward sword game re-released and people are like, Oh, maybe it's time for a critical rethink of this game or whatever. And ball, it's like, yeah, but breath of the wild is fucking better. And it's not just because the mechanics are better. It's also that like, they were just like, let's make a fucking game. Like no one cares. About this story. No one cares about the world as it's presented through like hokey cutscenes. Like people just want to run yeah. around in the world and experience it. And that was the core of what Zelda was forever. Like, no Zelda game has a strong or deep story. Like it's literally just thing crazy shit happening presented in a very beautiful and artful way. You know what I mean? And there's like cool like beats and things. That happen in certain games, like Ocarina of Time* has cool beats, you know, and and like yeah. um, *Twilight Princess* and *Wind Waker* have really great moments, but they're always reinforced by like a visual thing and a game design thing. It's not just like, okay, you got this far, and now we show you a cutscene where your best friend dies, and and everyone's like, yes, that was so moving, you know. Yeah,
1: I don't know what changed in me as like an adult, but the older I get, the more I don't want that. Like, I just like being plopped into a world. I don't need six origin films. There doesn't need to be exposition. Yeah. As long as it's cool to be in and it's just interesting at face. Like that's what I want. Yeah. And that's why a lot of the Zelda games work is typically you don't get like three hours of content explaining to you like the Zora. They're just there. Yeah. Yeah. They're just fish people in their water area. Mm -hmm. And that's like a like um, that's the minimum segue to get you into water themed dungeon
0: yeah oh yeah well and that's also like i think that's why death stranding works um as opposed to like every other game kojima's made like since metal gear solid for me like you know like i think the reason that death stranding worked is it went back to like Yeah, there's a bunch of story and plot and blah, 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 But the real story is the things that happen as you're playing the game. The plot is basically skippable. um, And, like, the game is just really good. And so, like, in Death Stranding, the coolest story thing that happened to me was when I fucked up disposing a body. And, like, it blew up and took out part of the map. And that was not a cutscene. And that was not planned. It just, like, happened. And I was like, fuck. That's insane. Yeah. That was cool as fuck. And like that's what I liked about that game. I all those cutscenes are stupid. Like some of them are fun because it's like, oh, like Norman Reedus and Guillermo del Toro are in this scene. Like that's cool. But like they're not good. Like nothing in the <laughs> game is like the writing is awful. The dialogue is. I mean, it's funny. Yeah. Like, but I mean, the, the reason
1: I haven't played that game is explicitly because of the story.
0: Oh, you can skip every cutscene, bro. Like, yeah. For fucking years.
1: Like, hearing- Cause I, I listened to like a whole start to finish plot synopsis of that game. And I was like, this is dumb as hell. Oh, it's dumb as hell.
0: Yeah. And that's, and that's even a game that I don't think you need to finish. I haven't finished it and I'm going to do an episode on it. Like I'm going to play more of it, but like I have a lot of thoughts and ideas from playing the game and like, I love it. I think Stranding Stranding's a great fucking game, but like, uh, yeah, it's a hundred percent because of the gameplay and the things that happen and like i remember even someone in our discord uh once was like shitting all over it as i was like praising it it was like right as i started playing it and i was like dude this game rocks why do so many people hate this game um and they were like well the missions get really long and you end up playing mission that's like three hours long and i was like yeah that's what i want like i just want to fucking play the game and i don't want to have to listen to this awful dialogue or like isn't, Hideo Kojima's like weird allegory for America dude what do you fucking know about America like shut isn't up isn't
1: that just every game
0: technically
1: isn't isn't Bioshock just a 24 hour long mission like I don't <laughs> I, like I don't know that's what's well, that weird that's gamer brain that's, shit yeah, where like they just brain. have to try to find like just this unassailable logic to back their just opinion on something instead of being like, I don't know. I like 15 minute long side quests and yeah. this game doesn't have that. Yeah. Some no, honesty for sure. would be great out of people instead of them trying to be like, <laughs> well, no, I'm right. And here's <laughs> well, yeah. why I can't have an opinion. This is a fact. Yeah. Which is funny because I'm probably going to say a bunch of shit in this episode. That is my opinion. And then I will present it like it's a fact. Oh
0: yeah. No, we're, I mean, we're going to get canceled that's the thing i'm this is a whole series where i'm trying to get canceled at least halfway through if not by the end. i've already but, been uh,
1: like four people have already been
0: like show's not the same and there's not as much nuance I'm like all right whatever yeah i'll tell you what
1: after this one go back and listen to the previous ethics episode yeah. and, and tell me where the the nuance yeah. is centrism is not nuance gamers
0: yeah and then bite my beanbag also that's another invitation.
1: Uh I mean minus minus truly a bean bag. There's no <laughs> beans. Damn, well, got him. Got him myself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who you got with that, but you did got him. Where are my um where are my orchiectomy survivors
0: up <laughs> oh my god a little a little the baby type routine <laughs> let's go <laughs> hold your cell phone lights in the air um that's a tasteless no, joke no, that will come no, back later no, no. well i actually have something to say about that in this episode so that'll come back later that's okay a, cool was a call forward actually um anyway uh, Did you get to
1: part two of your thing? You said two things, and you talked about playing Souls games. Oh yeah, um, so the part two, <laughs> <your> second thing,
0: <laughs> the part two is what we're actually here to talk about. Um, oh, okay. Part Sorry. two is that uh, I want to talk about ethics and politics as it relates to gaming, the creation of video games, and the consumption of video games, and. Uh, longtime fans of the show or avid listeners will say, hey, didn't you already do an episode on this a year ago? Yes, I did. And I'm very unsatisfied with that episode. I don't think it's bad. Um some people got on me for saying past episodes were bad before. Um but like there are some bad episodes of this show. Like for sure. Like don't get it twisted. I'm just being real. This isn't like self-hate or self-pity like just being real with y'all like i'm a musician i've released probably like a hundred albums of my own music and like there's some not good songs on some of those albums like i can be fucking real you know what i mean anyway it's it's also yours yeah i mean at
1: this point the of the two people that started it only one is here and you are allowed to say that you didn't like a thing that you helped create yeah. regardless of if other people like it so it's it is weird that someone would be like no that's not true you don't know what you're talking about about the thing you made <laughs>
0: I'll say well I'll say this the people who said that to me said it out of love and they were very okay. kind they were more like oh, that's good you shouldn't shit on yourself and, and I, I hit him back and I was like yo like I'm not shitting on myself like I have and I that's the thing is like sometimes people kind of hit me with the like love yourself like don't you know blah blah and it's like listen you guys listen i don't have imposter syndrome i don't have problems with my ego if anything i think i'm too good so like i'm (laughs) good but like i'm just a very real person and i'm also and this is something that like that's why like i love making music with cole because he and i share this mentality of like we can always do it better So when we make something, we're the first to praise ourselves and say, yo, like what we made was really sick. We're also the first to be like, this is how we should do it next time. You know? And that's Mm kind of my mentality on everything I do. And especially as someone who like, I like to, I'm not a person who picks up lots of hobbies, you know, like I like to get into something and then really fixate on it. So like podcasting is something that I probably picked up around the same time I started doing video stuff. And so for me with podcasting and video stuff, I'm coming from audio, which I had been doing for a decade already. So it's like, I'm very critical because it's like, okay, I need to get these new things or newer things to the place where my audio is at. And with audio, I'm the fucking shit. So like with this other shit, I need to put in the work and I need to constantly be pushing myself so that I get to a place where I feel based on my standards that I'm making something that is really, really great, you know? True. Anyway, I wasn't happy with that episode. I thought it was very unsatisfying because it kind of goes nowhere. And then it also like called forward to a disagreement that kind of like led to James leaving the show. God. And it's, and it's so weird to like, listen to it now. And I was just like, man, this is like, so not the final word on this. Not that there's ever going to be a final word on this topic for me, but it's like not even the final word in terms of what I want to say on this topic. And to add to yeah. that, if you follow video game news, which if you listen to this show, you, you have to, right? Like, um, you've seen recently that there are tons of scandals that are coming out around multiple developers and people within the video game world. It's mostly centered on Activision and Blizzard. Um, Activision owns Blizzard, but there's just all this stuff happening. And so it's reopened that question of what is the responsibility of a consumer in terms of video games? Like how do we manage our own personal politics and our own ethics re-consuming video games. And I opened up that conversation last time. It was kind of apropos of nothing, sort of, because like it was something that was more personal to me and that I wanted to speak about. But this time it's like, everybody is talking about this. So I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going to talk to everybody about this because I'm really curious and I would hope that I can not only get my own views out there and make a very solid, like what I believe but also to talk to some other people and hopefully get some other interesting viewpoints from people who aren't just me, you know?
1: Well, um, we're probably just going to agree on everything. So, you know, maybe maybe I'm not the person. No nuance.
0: Well, that's why I'm going to talk to multiple people. And <laughs> I wanted to start with you. See, I want to start with you because, number one, you're the most regular co-host of this show from when we switched over to it being just me and like a rotating cast, you're the person who's appeared on the most episodes. Um, And also you're the person that I probably now talk to the most about this stuff. So like (laughs) you have opinions and you and I talk about this shit. So it's just a natural thing. And like the other, some of the other people I'm going to talk to, it's more like, I'm kind of like just asking you like (laughs) what's up, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, and, and yeah, I'm trying to frame each conversation kind of differently, but I thought this would just be a good starting point, you know? Well, yeah, we'll
1: see. We'll see how good of a starting point it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say some shit. I like talking absolutes with this stuff a lot, but I know in my heart that nothing actually really works that way. So... But before anyone gets mad at me and before they hear any of my opinions, it's probably important to go ahead and say that, like, I know that at some point something I've done will make me a, a hypocrite in this whole thing. You'll be able to find a game I played and be like, well, actually, you did this or, you know, what, like, I know I am self-aware. But that does not stop me from being like, hey, you're a motherfucker for Buying the two hundred dollar version of Ghost Recon, <laughs> Point Break. What was that game called? I don't remember. It was definitely called Point Break. Yeah, like or whatever. Like it's an
0: adaptation of the film.
1: Yeah, you know, the it's one really- where they dropped in on a mysterious uh, brown people island and just started shooting people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for Great sure. Movie, that movie.
0: Yeah, we all love that movie. Well, no, see, here's, here's the thing. I think one thing that I want to try and get to the core of with these episodes is I want to figure out, like, what do real people do in real situations when confronted with these problems? And that was kind of my problem with the last episode was that I was throwing out their philosophical stuff. And I was kind of getting philo- philosophical stuff back, and I feel like we sort of ended up nowhere, you know. And that's like where the end of the episode yeah. is like we're we're making jokes about cyberpunk, and then mm-hmm. we like got mm-hmm. into a real life argument about cyberpunk. And so it's yeah, like, so
1: I it was not a I joke. Guess to for me. clarification, I listened to that episode a second time in mm-hmm. preparation for this because I was like, well, I don't want to retread anything that's been covered, and man, that episode just hits like a fucking freight train in light of everything that's happened just in yeah. my life and gaming and this community, everything. Wild shit. And, and I was like, well, this just doesn't feel like a great episode because every proposed topic is just a weird like... But why not? But, yeah. But blank that has nothing to do with gaming or anything. Like, it's yeah. just such... a I, I don't. I don't know. I'm trying not to like rip into anything too much, but it, yeah. it was it was just a little too centristy for me. And yeah. my current place in life is that's the worst way to be. If you yeah. want to be just like a right winger piece of shit, at least you chose a side. Yeah, at least you're not trying to just be nice to everybody. So,
0: well, that's my big problem with the like. But why not? kind of argument and I talk about it a little bit in that episode and that is I think kind of an epidemic in the world of gaming which is that whenever people say hey this is bad we should take a stance against this and the easiest way to take a stance is to not buy things from this company or give them any money there's always someone on the other side who says yeah but why not and I think at that time, the big argument from gamers was well, the people still worked on the game. And if the game doesn't do well, they're going to get hurt. So we should still buy the game. And like, it was such a weird, like, baby ass understanding of how companies work and how like mm-hmm. corporations work because it's like, no i mean the only people who are hurt are people who are high enough in the corporate structure that they get paid more if the game sells more like i mean i don't know it's like if a company is is doing shit like that they're already cutthroat enough that they're just going to fire everybody when the project's over anyway and at the end of the day you should be concerned with like the workers who are at the bottom of the food chain the most because they're the ones who make the less the least amount of money They're the people who, like, have the most to lose. And so, like, if companies are mistreating their employees or doing shitty things, like, that's who you should be worried about. And just being like, well, I support workers, so I'm going to buy this product is not correct. Like, that's that's not real. That's
1: fake woke is what that is. Yeah. It's, I, like, get the, the sentiment. And, like, there's, at the core of that, there is some... There's some idea that makes a little sense, but in practice, it doesn't really work any of those ways. Yeah, because by the time a game has come out, that dev team's been paid. The only people getting paid for purchasing a video game, at least like a you know like a major AAA type of game, is that's bonus money for people. Yeah. that's twenty to fifty people or whatever are going to see kickback from that. Yeah, the dude who made like the trees or whatever been paid Mm -hmm. now fair enough if the game doesn't do well maybe they start layoffs if it's that kind of company you know and and i i get that but you know you can't spend your entire life supporting shitty evil people being like well someone will have to look for a new job maybe if i don't buy the star wars funko pop game yeah (sighs) <sighs> like I mean, like everything you do every day of your life might result in someone losing their job. Yeah, and it's just and the thing, the the argument, I guess, is like, do you wanna? Is is your concern that you know, or do you wanna just? try to stick it to fucking somebody and maybe one day enough people will have stuck it to enough other people that things get better. Yeah. Because we can just live in a weird loop forever where everything (laughs) is about buying shit and liking the same three pop culture properties. I guess you can do that if you want, but... Yeah. I, I would rather have a more diverse world where people are treated fairly instead of you know, being
0: locked up in Bobby Coddick's sex dungeon or whatever the fuck is actually going on. Well, yeah, okay. So that's kind of the thing. That's the problem with, it's. you know, some people call it whataboutism. And it's like, if every time somebody presents you with a moral quandary or a call to action that says, hey, bad thing is happening, let's do thing. If every time that happens, you say, oh, but what about, but what about, but what about eventually you will talk yourself out of ever taking any real political Mm -hmm. action. Right. And so that's what I always see. And like with this shit that happened lately, which I'll break down and summarize. If some of you guys are feeling lost right now, just, just chill, just stick with it. We'll get to it. But like with the shit I'm seeing recently, it's so egregious. The fact that I was still seeing people say, well, what about kind of blew my mind. And, That's the thing and you know full disclosure I actually have reached out to some employees I'm trying to talk to some people who can tell me like what do the employees really want Um, because I'm really curious to hear that I'm really curious to talk to devs and see like what they really want but from the outside I think people just presuming what devs want is not good and trying to use whataboutism and talk themselves out of doing anything that's bad like that's how we get into the political situations we're in now because people who say they're quote unquote good people or people who say oh but I'm a leftist or this and that and the other thing it's like well if you talk yourself out of ever doing anything then are you really like are you anything mm-hmm. at all do you actually have like any sort of beliefs and that's kind of like so that, that's the core of my own philosophy. And let me talk about this because I have a pretty realistic philosophy on this, which is why I think it's kind of crazy that I get like pushback about this, right? My philosophy on it is that on a day-to-day basis, you should try and make ethical choices about the things yeah. you consume. You are going to spend money on shady, questionable shit. Mm-hmm. No question about it. Like you put gas in your car, shady as fuck. You buy from any big brand, shady as fuck. And it's like, and I do, (laughs) I do. I'm a fucking person. Like I can't afford even to do everything the ethical way. Like I, I just don't make any fucking money. So it's like, of course you go day to day, you, you pick your battles and you try and do things ethically. But if at a certain point you obtain knowledge that something really horrendous is happening that runs counter to your beliefs, you have to make a choice. And you have to take a stance, a hard stance and say, okay, this company, I'm not going to support. Now, the fact that you do that while still supporting other companies who are shady, in my opinion, does not make you a hypocrite. And it does not give someone leverage to say, oh, well, everything you believe is bullshit. Because it's like, the other option is to literally never try or do anything. And the two examples that you know, that really got me into some shit, right? Like in that episode and throughout the course of doing the show in the early days, number one is CD project red and GOG. I have not given them a fucking dime for years because years ago, GOG, which is, and it's the same company as CD project red, used their platform to troll the trans day of remembrance. That was really foul. And upon looking into their social media, it seemed that they were constantly using their platform to wink at alt-right people to wink at 4chan and all this kind of shit. And considering that this was a right around the time Trump got elected, I said, fuck these people. Like this is too far. This is a bridge too far based on my own ethics. I won't give these motherfuckers a dime, you know? And The other example is Amazon. I had the exact same thing with Amazon, but in like 2014, like I just don't buy from Amazon, fuck Amazon. But at the same time, it's like, even before I took that stance, it was like, I would order something like once a year from Amazon. I was trying to avoid them. They were on my bad list, but not on my black list. They were on my sort of dark gray, dark Heather gray list, not on the black list. Mm -hmm. And it's like, That's what I think is really important for people to do is to get your fucking priorities in order and know that like, yeah, I'm not going to change the world by having these priorities, but they're really important to have. And if everybody had priorities and principles, things would be a little bit better. Like, yeah, and that's the core of it. That's the core of my philosophy.
1: Yeah. And that's my whole like the. Just to skip maybe to the end or whatever and answer the question, can you ethically consume video game? Like, yeah, you can ethically consume most things to some degree. Like, you know, it's harder to do with some things than others, but like you absolutely can do it. And I think the in my mind, the definition of successfully doing that is just you're just trying your best. Yeah, it's like anything else. It's like every motivational speaker or fitness person that tells you, like, it doesn't matter how well you do or anything like that. It's it's just like doing the best you can as much as you can. Yeah. And like, you know, just to do the like, I have to buy a thing, brand, etc. cetera. Like I bought a pair of work shoes from Cat, the construction company, because they make clothes now yeah like i was super keen on these like i wanted these things for a year and one day i was just like i'm gonna pay 120 dollars for these fucking shoes got them for less so that was great and all but like i have them for like four months and then find out that they they're like super pro israel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. super duper yeah and at that point i'm already scheming on like i want the i want a casual pair i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna get the hoodie because i got a coupon like i'm like i'm a brand ambassador and then i find this shit out and i'm like well i can't anymore like i can't i cannot sit here and give them 60 dollars which at some point trickles down to four dollars to fucking israel to bomb palestinians like Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. It'll be fine because I'll always be able to find other clothes and other shoes. And, like, I have nine Carhartt shirts. I have to assume the the plant in Guatemala where they make the shirts probably (laughs) isn't the greatest place in the world. But, near as I can tell, at least a little better than, you know, ethnically cleansing a whole nation. And I have to wear clothes to my shitty warehouse job that won't fall apart in two months yeah so you know like sure you you could pull apart my closet and be like well you're a fascist yeah <laughs> based on all the brands you have yeah like you can do that and those psychos exist you can hang out with them if you're one of those psychos you can avoid them if you're the opposite end of the spectrum you know whatever but i st- i just try to think about it If I find a thing that I like a lot, I try to look into who makes it just to make sure it's not the worst thing in the world. And even knowing that I still buy a thing from someone that sucks, that doesn't stop me from trying to tell other people that they need to do better. It doesn't stop me from telling people that buying something from Disney is shitty. Like, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep trucking no matter what. I'm just gonna keep doing the best I can.
0: Well, that that's another example where it's like fuck Disney. I fucking hate Disney. And like that's based on a long personal history. It is extremely personal. This stuff is all personal. When you say ethics and politics, there is not like oh, there's one set of ethics. There's one set of politics. Like it's everyone's personal decisions. They look at this shit and they say okay, like, here's the things I care about. Here's the things that I'm going to, like, focus on. And I think that, really, that's what people need to do. But what aboutism is so um, appealing because it lets you get out of any ethical consideration. Because you can just say, well, you think that, but also this exists, so... Curious. I'm very intelligent. Yeah, it's the fucking meme of the guy popping out of the well saying "curious," but you live in a society or whatever. It's like, yeah, like you can do that, but why would you do that? And <laughs> I, I, I get it on a basic human level because like things are bad. Um, things are like very, very bad. And like when you actually start to think about this shit, it is so horrifying that it's overwhelming. But. I think the fact that people find it so socially acceptable to just like retreat into like childlike fantasy and just be like, mm-hmm. well, I don't care. I don't have to do anything is really disturbing to me. I mean, that is like real end times shit, you know? Cause it's just like, yeah, I'm not asking you to care about anything, everything. I'm not asking you to care about the same things I care about. Like, man. Okay. So like the talking about Israel and Palestine which is like let's really get canceled you know but that's such an (laughs) interest that's such an interesting one to bring up because like i've had some pretty interesting conversations recently with people about that where it's like i mean i'm from that fucking region like palestinian people are the same region as lebanese people like um and so I've known about this my whole life. It's been a huge issue my whole life. Like I've seen it firsthand because where my family's from in Lebanon is like the way South, which is a place that Israel wanted to annex for a long time. They have annexed parts of it. And so like they, when we were there in like 2000, I mean like they were still bombing and you could go around and see people where it's like, Oh yeah, like that dude doesn't have legs and like all this like crazy shit. And so it's like, that's been an issue my whole life. I've been talking about it my whole life. I've been engaging with people about it my whole life and it just forever felt like nobody cares. And so it's kind of like, you know, I mean, I guess I just developed a a sort of thing about it where it's like, yeah, if you want to talk to me about it, you can talk to me about it, but I'm not going to like go on the street corner with a sign and yell at everybody about it. And then when it suddenly like, you know, whatever that was a, a few months ago or whatever, like it suddenly became this big thing And more people are talking about it it's like obviously that's great I'm so happy that more people are talking about it and are more aware of the issue but it just like it was weird to see it immediately just become a new issue for like the social media mill where it's like okay so some people are going to comment on it and they don't give a shit some people are going to comment on it and they do give a shit but they're really ill informed some people are just going to try and kind of throw a statement out there and then it's just going to get like chewed up and spit out and like all this crazy shit. And I was like, this is really fucking disturbing. And I think that was why I was never like, everybody needs to care about this. You need to care about what I care about because that's just, that's not how people work. That's not how life works. I just think people should care about something and they should understand that their economic decisions, their financial decisions have an impact. Like, you do actually have a voice because that was a big a big thing that was fucked up in that episode was that like i think the assertion that nothing none of it matters because everything is too big to fail which i think is a pretty common belief right now
1: yeah but we're we're there because people have just been just been saying why not for 10 20 30 40 years that's just that's always happened and people continue to do it because they don't want to think about stuff and and like that's the reason everyone does it when you're like hey man don't buy that why would you buy that because people don't like to get in trouble they don't want to be in trouble and they don't want to have their thing taken away and they want to ignore all the shitty stuff in the world so they want their video game Yeah. (laughs) so of course they're just going to say well it doesn't matter and I want to have fun Mm -hmm. like they can't have fun with anything else but that's another discussion I guess yeah and then you know that's we're just we're still here we're just in the loop over and over and over and over because everyone's gonna keep they just they're
0: just gonna want the thing that they want let's talk about cyberpunk because this was a thing that really blew up in our own community and my stance Mm -hmm. on it was basically that like i don't ask people for a lot i don't i don't try and tell people what to talk about I don't try and bully people. I don't try and force a conversation or stop a conversation. A couple of times I have asked people to shut the fuck up. And <laughs> one of them was just cause I was having a bad day and literally every channel in the discord was lighting up about Yakuza and everyone knows I don't like Yakuza. And I just like, <laughs> I snapped and I honestly, I immediately apologize <laughs> specifically to Straith and I'll apologize again, Straith. I mean, Strength is cool, like we're cool. Yeah. But like, I felt fucking bad <laughs> immediately. That. But I, I just had like a horrible day, and I opened up the Discord. And it was literally every channel. I'm not exaggerating. It was like, it was just like, because okay, so if you haven't been to our Discord, we have channels for different topics. So there's like place to talk about games, place to talk about movies, place to talk about music, place to talk about like yeah. alcohol. If you drink there alcohol, used
1: to be, there used to be less. You know, it's always yeah. kind of in flux. But at one point, there were only like seven or eight yeah total, maybe?
0: yeah yeah and it was just so funny because it was just like yeah every channel is yakuza and i was like what the fuck guys like really mm-hmm. but the other time was that after we did that episode i guess like once again i didn't make my stance on it clear enough and it was just like yo i don't want to talk about this game i'm boycotting this game and I'm not saying everybody else should boycott it, but the suggestion was made that there should be a channel for it. So people could go there and talk about it. And then I could mute it. And I was like, no, like, this is my platform. This is well, Cause, and the idea was that because we had done that with alcohol, because there are multiple sober people in there. And so we said, or it was Monica's idea. Cause she's a mod. And she was yeah. just like, I'm going to make an alcohol or it's, it's called like happy hour. Like I'm going to make a happy hour channel. Yeah if you guys want to go, cause people do. And people like talk about a lot. Like people are just like, I'm drinking this weird beer. I made this weird cocktail, yeah. like whatever. That's just like, a good thing that people do. Cause we have an adult fan base. Um, mm-hmm. and like, so well, that suggestion was made to me. And I said, no, because Once again, I don't try and I I technically I moderate the discord, but I moderate it for like content and, you know, bad shit or whatever. Like, I'm not trying to moderate to tell people to talk about. But at a certain point, once again, this all follows my philosophy of at a certain point, you're met with an issue. You say, okay, this is a critical issue. This is a breakpoint for me. I have to put my foot down and say that I view this as an extension of my platform and I won't allow my platform to be used for this, you know? Yeah. And I'll say, let me explain to why I was so um, fired up about cyberpunk because I, I don't know. I never really went into it because after that I just didn't want to talk about it. It was so like traumatic and shitty. Um, The thing is that, I have a certain viewpoint on art and artists. And that is that if I think somebody has an unhealthy fixation with a minority group that they're not a part of, I don't really think that they should talk about it or engage with it. Mm -hmm. Like I've noticed, and I've talked about it on the show before that there are certain white creators who have a weird, unhealthy obsession with black people and black culture. And at that point, I don't think they should comment on it. I don't think they should make it a part of their work and it just doesn't feel good when they do. So with CDPR, once again, they have this history of this weird anti-trans trolling. And then, so when they revealed the game and it had these like images of trans people and it was kind of, and like, you know, a lot of people were like, yo, I don't know if this looks right. That to me just all hit wrong. And I was like, okay, no, especially from a company that I think once again tries its its best to like appeal to like 4chan people, to like the bad side of Reddit, to just like internet people. I was like, okay, no. I'm gonna say no to this. I'm gonna put my foot down. And then it came out that there's also these ridiculous racial stereotypes in the game. And I was like, once again. I am going to say no, because I think that the target market for this game in the company's own view is people who have hateful thoughts towards all of these minority groups. And I don't think it's okay for them to play with this imagery at that point. Like, I don't think I'm assuming there's nothing actually like hardcore, racist, transphobic, bigoted, like in the game as part of the content. But there is like a meta culture there's a meta text that this is all a part of that i don't think is okay um and so yeah like and that's like people i think some people maybe got it twisted that i was calling them transphobic or saying they were racist and it's like no i'm not saying that at all i'm not even saying you're not allowed to play the game i'm saying that i think this company is fucking foul and i don't want it talked about on my platform and like, that's not, to me, that's not a big ask because everybody knew the game was going to be dog shit. And it was dog shit. It was unfinished, unplayable, total piece of shit. And it's like, what do, you, what do you guys, this is weird. Don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I don't know. So that was the whole thing with that. And somehow that got so out of hand. And in that episode, I fucking called it. I said, this game is not going to go down as an important game it's not going to be remembered it's only going to be another flashpoint in the ongoing culture war which is exactly what it is and was not even a year later nobody gives a fuck about that game nobody's still playing that game you know
1: uh yeah some someone is somewhere i guess but like (laughs) even amongst all the like even amongst all the normie people, I've still got attached to my, like, different, like, launcher friend lists and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I haven't seen anybody boot that game. I, I saw one person boot that game up in the past, like, eight months.
0: Yeah. It's, and that was,
1: like, hmm. after I got a push notification about a new patch that came out. And they uh-huh. were probably like, I wonder if they fixed it. And then they were like, nope. And then just <laughs> turned it off. Like. <laughs> Yeah. That's, yeah it's just one of those things and it was so weird to watch so many people be like but why, why can't I like it why am I not allowed to like it and, and you know like I mean you're right like generally not trying to tell anyone what they can and can't do as well but t- to be fair if multiple people explain to you why a thing is questionable and maybe why you shouldn't support it and you're just like Okay, well, like I'm gonna play it anyway. Like I, that does color my perception of you. It, I, yeah, I'm not gonna hate I, you forever or something. But like, I'm gonna remember you yeah. as someone <laughs> who was like, well, I don't really care that you know the CEOs here are racists and bigots. Yeah, like I just want to play the game. Yeah, and I'll that'll I'll always have that in my brain. And maybe I'll never call you out for it again. But one day when you're trying to hashtag BLM or something, I'm going to be like, you remember when you bought cyberpunk at launch? (laughs) And like, that's probably maybe that's just unhealthy out of me. You know,
0: sounds a little bit unhealthy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but it's I think that it's not it's not great to to take in important information like these guys aren't good. And then me like, well, I don't care. Yeah, like and I, you know, you're not a bad person per se, but unfortunately on my end, it's just like it's there. And it's just weird to me that you that you didn't want to <laughs> you didn't even want to reassess it. You, yeah, you just want to play your game. And like, did any of those people finish the game? I don't think
0: so. I can't imagine they did. And
1: hey, and to be fair, maybe it's just because we spent so much time shitting on that game, shitting on. The company, people to play it, that like people didn't wanna talk about playing it. I think a couple people, you know, chimed in to be like, Yeah, it's kind of a mess, blah blah blah. I played yeah. so many hours, yada yada. But like I think maybe we some of us bullied that Discord into not talking about it. Which which maybe wasn't the the the, the real intention behind anything, but it's kind of a, a side effect.
0: Thank you for listening to Zero Brightness. If you'd like to support us directly, you can go to patreon.com slash zero brightness. You can also find and interact with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Discord. All the relevant links are at zerobrightness.com. We'll see you out there. Well, okay, th- but that's the thing. See, here's the thing is that let me, let me rephrase something I said earlier. Cause I'm now realizing that I misspoke. I never told anybody they couldn't talk about cyberpunk. Yeah. We, especially me and Monica just made it very fucking clear that if you do, I am going to go after you. And that's like, <laughs> that's what free speech means. Free speech means yeah. that you can say whatever the fuck you want, but there are going to be consequences. And and Monica even has suggestion where it's like, if you are taking in all this information and you still want to play the game, you should at least match your $60 or $70, whatever purchase to, as a donation to like trans yeah. lifeline or something because it's just like mm-hmm. or or something some kind of anti-racist charity or what whatever you want to do and it was like oh that's actually a really good idea and like maybe even tweet it at the fucking company and say like hey I'm buying your game but I think you did some shady shit here's what I'm doing to compensate and like just like try and send a message or do something but it was just like the vibe was like no shut up I just want to play my game and it's like no (laughs) like i'm not gonna shut up like shut the fuck up you know and so this is an interesting conversation now though and what really kind of opened my eyes to like just how this conversation has not moved on at all a lot of people have talked but nothing's happened is that kotaku a few days ago published an article it's like a week ago now and the headline is uh the mess around whether to boycott activision blizzard there's a mess and it was just like there's a mess
1: like just don't you just don't you don't play the the video teams
0: yeah (laughs) what the fuck you know and it's like dude and okay so let me and let me talk a little bit about what happened at activision blizzard Mm -hmm. Because the real mess is what went on there. The mess is not people saying you should boycott that company. The mess is what went on there. And essentially what happened is a lawsuit was filed that alleged, um, to quote the Kotaku article here, it uh, widespread workplace issues <laughs> over the years, including sexual harassment and gender-based pay discrimination. And to kind of paraphrase it, essentially what it is, is super hardcore sexism and sexual harassment. Like, extreme. To the max. Like, if you ever read those stories about Rockstar where the guy was, like, fucking with his employees, it's worse than that. And that was, like eyebrow raising shit that was eyebrow Mm -hmm. singeing shit that singes off your fucking eyebrows this will just immolate your whole fucking shitty human form like this shit is crazy (laughs) to talk about how at cons or somewhere in the building they had the quote unquote Cosby suite and it was like a joke about how some dude who Uh was like a big wig on World of Warcraft which is like their biggest game their flagship game was just like a known predator and like known like sexual harasser sexual abuser all this kind of shit so that shit comes out and that is awful. You can read about it on your own time, but there's, it's indefensible. It's completely fucking insane. And immediately employees start kind of trying to figure out how to respond and are considering unionizing and trying to figure out what their features at the company. And Activision like immediately starts hiring a firm to investigate that's known as union busters and is basically trying to head off their employees doing anything at the pass So they staged a walkout and certain people at the company were, or like, you know, workers at the company, not higher ups or anything, um, were, uh, you know, suggesting a boycott. And for some reason, when that all filtered down to gamers, the response was, well, do I really need to, is that really like the way to go? And it's like, this is what i'm talking about this is like what about ism at its most extreme where it's like you Meh. won't be vocal about it you won't put your money where your mouth is you won't unsub or, or say okay i'm not gonna buy any of these companies products and blah 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 um and like nothing's gonna happen and that to me is like fucking insane because if there's ever a break point or a crisis point where you have to make a decision this would be the one you know like it's so bad yeah. that um, the fucking mullet guy who heads the company J. Allen Brack who I'll, whose hair I will forever fucking make fun of because it's like you make like, fun of mullets no I like always have a mullet I like just got out of the mullet phase oh, and now just kind shit. of have long hair but like okay, his I'll mullet drive, is mullet.
1: I'll drive to Minneapolis I'll get you
0: <laughs> no dude he has the like slicked back 80s keyboard oh, okay. player uh, coke, the, um, coke mullet
1: The like the Resident Evil Zero what's his name Billy
0: yeah Uh. but without but like I don't know, it's flatter. It's gross, dude. It's so bad. Without swag? No swag. Absolutely no swag cool. in this cool. fucking cool. motherfucker. Um, this little piece of shit. <laughs> anyway, so it's like bad enough that higher-ups at the company are are leaving and all this shit is happening, and like somehow gamers are sitting here like, well, should I boycott the company? It's like, fucking yes, you should you should boycott the company. And like I mean, that's, like, why I'm doing this fucking episode is because I'm so sick of this discourse. And it's, like, this is the point. This is the point where even if you're the most hardcore centrist, what about motherfucker? Like, you just have to... You have to stop. You know?
1: Like... Yeah, I mean, I can make you a list of games to replace every Blizzard game. <laughs> like, those aren't the only video games. Diablo isn't the only action RPG with a little red orb and a blue orb on either side of the screen. yeah. Like, you can play other video games.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, and it's, like, for years, and, like, the thing about Activision is that for years they've made games that are politically dubious. Like, the whole Call of Duty franchise is essentially built around, Uh. like, fucking with real-world politics in a way that, like, just doesn't cross the line for a mainstream audience, you know? Yeah,
1: or like so if I remember correctly, the Call of Duty 4, which is like the original Modern Warfare, like the story in that game's just like bog standard. We have to stop the nukes from going off thing. Like nothing nothing too weird in it, if I remember correctly. But the remaster for some reason, I, I guess they just wanted like they just new story, knew everything. But they just fucking put in a United States war crime in it, and yeah. then rewrote it to be like, "Oh, but the Russians are actually responsible for this." Yeah, and it's like, you, you there's not even like a, a disclaimer that's like, "Actually, this is a real thing that happened. The United States did it, not the Russians." It's like nothing. You're just, you're just putting that out there. And the problem is, I think the world at large really underestimates how much information people take from a work like that and just assume that it's real or assume that it's accurate or whatever yeah like people everyone's different and people internalize and process things in completely different ways and you never know how they'll take something and like i guarantee you there's fucking twenty thousand white boys that think that russia did a war crime i mean they've done war crimes but like they think they did that one yeah i'm like and then one day when someone's like, no, that's not, that's not what, no, that's a real thing that the Americans did. They'll say fake news or whatever, just because they spent 20 years thinking that that was true or something. And I'm like, why would you, why would you do that? Why would you rewrite a game to have something like that in it? You didn't have to do that. You chose to do that. Yeah. And it's, I, it's just one of the million reasons
0: not to buy a goddamn Activision game. Oh. Well, yeah. And it's like that. So, like, I Activision's been on my shit list forever. I think the only Activision game I've bought since the GameCube era was Tony Hawk. And that was definitely, yeah. like, a morally questionable decision that James called me out on in that episode, which is fine. Like... The other thing is that if you take a principled stance and you want, and someone wants to criticize you, just accept the criticism. Like yeah. I said earlier. I mean it's to like, be
1: fair, he was actually like, we want to play that game, and it sucks that blank is happening.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Like he was he was that that was a, was a, was a good point. It happens all the time to everybody. At some point you've already purchased a thing or you're gonna or want to. That's yeah. like Should I <laughs> Yeah. Like, you know, and it's it's important to ask yourself, should you? Yeah. And, you know, you you hope that you end up saying like, I shouldn't. I won't. Yeah. That doesn't always happen. Does it mean you're going to burn in hell forever? No, no. But if you just keep doing that, if you keep going, should I? Well, not a big deal this time I'll do it, but not next, not next time. Yeah. And the next time happens and you do it again. Like what the fuck? once you've established a shitty pattern, it becomes bad.
0: Well, yeah. And that's like, there's a, there's a great, uh, comment on that Kotaku article that I felt like just summed up my feelings about this shit always where it's like, the article makes a big point of saying that like, well, we, we haven't like really spoken to developers and necessarily say that they want people to boycott the company. It might actually impact the people who are already impacted by the sexism and, and inequality at the company. Um, and so this person's comment was that they pulled a quote saying that and then said, ah, yes, because I forgot companies are really scared when people continue to give them money. (laughs) And it's just like, they're like, A boycott is just such an immediate easy thing and to just loudly voice you're like fuck you guys i don't agree with what you're doing you know it's like we're not going to give you money that is the most basic response in a capitalistic society like i feel like some Mm -hmm. of the people who make these arguments like the what about type shit refuse to acknowledge that we live under capitalism and then it's like yeah like maybe you can say that there's like a higher you know marketplace of ideas or there's other ways that you want to tackle this issue and blah 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 but like we live under capitalism dude like what is the other thing they only care about money they care about one thing money because the system is built around money like what the fuck you know what i mean
1: and the thing that gets me about people doing that is people will boycott games for the most just inane bullshit yeah i've seen people boycott video like i remember when the new the devil may cry reboot was coming out Mm -hmm. people were like no not buying this it's not that's not my devil may cry and they were like no we need to buy the hd collection instead and like it fucking happened yeah. The the Devil May Cry HD collection outsold the Devil May Cry reboot on its launch day. Yeah. Like like that like that'll happen. People people get more upset about games going to EGS. Like, gamers will fucking flip their goddamn shit. They'll be like, oh, you betrayed the Kickstarter backers, Ooblitz, by going to EGS (laughs) and not not Steam, not the other Chinese money video game (laughs) launcher. (laughs) Like, they'll get so upset about this, like, in big numbers, but the second you're like, hey, everyone that runs Activision's probably a rapist. They're like, but... i have to i have to buy the game though yeah think about think about the devs yeah think about it. i'm like bobby kodak's gonna get 15 million extra dollars and the devs are gonna get nothing
0: yeah they're probably gonna like, pay him a billion dollars to fucking step down you know what i mean
1: i'm worried that that can't happen i'm, I'm i think he might have one of those like randy pitchford things where like he is activision
0: yeah, it could be. Or,
1: like, no, like, the last thing was, like, no, they were s- literally so happy with him that they, like, gave him or like $30 million to sign on for another 10 years. Yeah, for sure. They love his ass. Like, all the shareholders love him, which is probably because they're all just in secret pedophile rings together or whatever the fuck, but...
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I- <laughs> he's been running the comp ever since he started running the company there's just been more and more headlines against how shitty activision's become yeah and i don't i don't know it's it is it it's just like the worst nightmare in the simulation to me yeah like it's just always just crazy shit i'm like how how is it just still this way yeah (laughs) and i guess it's because people just keep being like but uh I need the 40th Tony Hawk (laughs) game
0: yeah no for sure and it's it's just disturbing to me because like here's the reason it's disturbing too because I feel personally and I have a lot of empathy for people who aren't as educated as me who haven't had the life experience I've had because here's the thing I've I've had more education than a lot of people and I've had way more life experience than all those people like probably me included I like, I went to college and I've smoked crack. You know what I mean? Like I, that's like, the, yeah. So like, I only
1: did one of those things. Guess which one? I did? <laughs> uh,
0: no, we'll let the, we'll let that linger in the listeners mind. They can decide. Yeah. So it's like, I get that people maybe don't have that experience that I've had. And so that's why I'm totally open about discussing this stuff in a very accessible way. And if people jump into the discord, I will talk to them in a very open and honest and respectful way and I'll never just presume that's like oh well I have all the answers and I just need to tell you blah blah because I don't have all the answers and I don't know shit but it's like I know something I know a few things and so it's like I'll never tell you how to think or feel or act or whatever. But at the same time, I am like you said earlier, I'm going to question like, who the fuck are you? If you don't hear this shit and think the well has been poisoned, right? Like how can you feel good about engaging with it? How can you feel good about giving it money? You know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's like, I think let's talk about music for a sec. Cause I think in music has for the last decade has been having the same awakening about like, oh, like there's a lot of shady shit happening um, in music with sexual assault and other related things, just general misogyny, inequality, bigotry, all this stuff, right? And to me, it's like, if there's a real accusation and it's true, How does it not just kind of poison the well for you like how you know and I I said before we said there's an episode forever ago called can you separate the art from the artist or some shit which no the answer is no hard no and I say that in the episode but it's on um, Patreon I don't remember if I ever made it public but you know what give me a fucking dollar fuck you give me a dollar um, to listen to that episode (laughs) I'll put it
1: on I'll put it on BitTorrent baby
0: oh god you're pirating the show goddamn
1: yeah remember that's what y'all told me to do so early on
0: Oh yeah. This is what happens when you don't make people profit partners. I see anyway. So the the point is that in that episode I said, okay, listen, you, you find out the guy from brand new is a pedophile and a groomer and a rapist. Okay. And in, in your brain, you say, I cannot let brand new go. It's the best music in the world. I am am willing to totally reserve all my judgment and put my hands up and say, in in a theoretical sense, and say, okay, we'll just get it illegally, listen to it alone, don't share it with other people, and don't give him any money, right? That is a a response, but I'm also thinking... Bro, what in the fuck? How does it not poison the well? How does the little man who makes songs about how women did him wrong, how is that not yeah. ruined by the fact that he was fucking messaging 16-year-olds yeah. and being like, send me pics? Like, bro, like, who Who are you? How does knowing that Activision Blizzard had this horrible culture not ruin that shit for you? You know what I mean? And, like... yeah. I don't know. I think once again, I'm willing to accept that everybody has different ethics and different politics and that not everything hits the same for every person, but you get to certain points where it's just like, what is it? What does it gotta be? Like, does the guy have to be a murderer too on top of being a, as someone who sexually assaults all or sexually harasses all employees? Like, does he also have to go out in the street and like carjack somebody and shoot him in the fucking face? Like, what do what do you need to get a response? You know, and like, let me, okay. Let me also, let me say this. So I'm going to immediately backtrack and say, I'll tell you a time when I read some shit that I was like, that sucks. But honestly, I've been there and I don't really know how much this bothers me. And that was when I was reading about, uh, dying light. Um, cause the expose yeah. came out about dying light and I was reading it. And I was like, at the time I was, I think I was still working at, a certain company that shall not be named for fear of legal repercussion. And like, Hmm. I was reading about that company and I was like, you know what? This sounds exactly like working at that company. Mm. It sucked. Uh, The owner sucked, but I stayed at that company because I liked the work that the work I did. I liked the, um, the people I worked with, like when he wasn't there, we had a good time. And so it's like, i don't know i was reading about it. it's like this is bad and this sucks but at the same time if like one of my only joys in life is playing dying light with cole like we're gonna play dying light too now if it came out that there was other shady shit happening there i would not feel that way so like i'm willing to open up the floor to like there are levels there is uh mm-hmm you know granularity to some of this stuff and that's why i am saying that i want these conversations to be real i don't want to get on here and just be a uh, loud angry leftist guy because i can do that all day it's in my fucking blood dude like fuck it but i don't want to do that because i want to talk about real shit i want to talk about what people really do and so that's an example of something that like didn't bother me that much but then you go back to other shit and it's like what the fuck dude how does this not bother you
1: well, I think to respond to the whole thing about music and some other stuff in general it's like I think there's a there's a big overlap on some kind of Venn diagram where like you've got people like you or I, and then you've got the people that we're just vaguely talking about. Where like those people, they don't they don't really a. a evolve for lack of a better term i'm like not i'm trying not to like super super diss anybody or anything yeah yeah on this but it's like a, a lot of those people are like i like thing this is the thing i like and if you say well what about this thing that's similar they'll just be like oh it's not the same yeah and it's they they can't listen to any other Post hardcore, quote unquote emo adjacent band, but brand new. Nothing is nothing could ever be as good or even forty percent as good as brand new. Nothing could ever be better than World of Warcraft. Like (laughs) so much of who they are is rooted in a singular thing. That's why no matter how much heinous shit J.K. Rowling says, people will keep. Getting fucking Deathly Hollows tattoos and yeah. going to Hogwarts at Disney World and like all that shit. And, and like that's why those people don't want to hear half the shit we say. That's why they don't think about it any more than that. Cause I, I don't, I don't know and they don't know who they'd be without the four fucking things that they like. Yeah. Cause my whole thing is I, I like I like to get a new thing. I like to be excited for new stuff. I like to experience things I haven't experienced before. Cuz if I was like all the people we're like railing against, I'd still just be listening to fucking solid state records. Yeah. I'd still just be listening. I'd be listening to like I guess it's progressive metalcore now cuz everything has like polyrhythms in it for no reason. Yeah. Like that, that would just be me. I'd be a sad piece of shit, but <laughs> I try to in- yeah. take some new stuff in. And the more new stuff you take in, the more information you get, the more you're like, Oh, there's no reason for me to listen to this band that has two predators in it. Yeah. I don't need to listen to were after two of them just wouldn't stop saying fucked up shit on the internet. And they, they still had, like, 900 other bands that they were friends with that, like, never dropped them or anything. I'm like, you have to know they're like this. People, people who go on Facebook and use slurs all the time, like, they don't... That's not, like, an isolated special part of themselves they only give to Facebook.com. That's just who they are. Yeah, for and sure. And you know that, and you're putting up with it, and you're touring with them, and you're fucking tagging them in posts, and you're taking photos, and yeah it's just like i don't know why you would do that you can go listen to anything if like if fucking matt pike like was just like actually i'm a nazi like there's 900 stoner metal bands you wouldn't have to be like no I, i gotta listen to high on fire dude nothing better you know i'm sure matt pike's fine though he seems like a real sweetheart
0: no, yeah, he's a nice guy. He just used to do math, which was bad for him. And he's sober now, Damn. so he's doing good. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, he looks good. Well, he still he's smokes weed, good. but... Well, that's sober. Smoky weed is sober, let's be real. Yes, yeah, I know. I think there's like a 1% of the population who can get like really addicted to weed and it's bad. And for most other people, you can... They call it... Uh, they actually have a term for it. I think it's called California sober but i think it's kind of <laughs> redundant because like everyone i know who's quit drinking or quit hard drugs um smokes weed so yeah. yeah
1: i just get sick if i smoke weed so
0: yeah i can't really smoke weed anymore i used to i used to smoke it quite a bit and uh i just don't really do it anymore but um i just go to sleep or bad things happen <laughs> to my body if i eat edible, I just throw up everywhere <laughs> i've never thrown up but if i eat edible i basically get like pure psychosis and then Mm. like a hangover and it's like really awful and if i smoke weed i I just go to sleep like so it's good for that like um being on tour actually smoking weed is awesome because you're like sleeping on like the shittiest floor in the loudest house on earth and you're just like well gonna (laughs) gonna take a sip of aaron's oney and sleep for eight fucking hours and feel amazing (laughs) you know like and even it, it like I generally don't really have problems with sleep, but every once in a while, if my anxiety is really bad and I just like can't sleep, it's like, Oh yeah, I can just like literally take a hit of weed and I'll sleep like a fucking baby. So, um, anyway, no, like I actually, it's, it's so funny you bring up war Cause I was about to bring up war because like, obviously I've called myself a shoegaze bro, like on air before. Like I totally own up to just how much of like a stereotype I am with like the shoegaze music I like. Um, It's not like all I listen to, but it's a huge part of what I listen to. And it was so funny because, like, when we got like canceled and like i i like that band quite a bit you know like they had one record that was on Graveface records that was like really good you know and it's like it's not very inventive music but it's just like really yeah. well w- really well done like shoegaze music and so that happened and i was like yeah fuck this band fuck this band forever and it was so funny because that was actually the catalyst for me joining the su- uh, shoegaze subreddit um which is not a very good subreddit overall but everyone yeah. And I don't so, know why you did that, homie. Well, L. it's it's mostly just really low quality uh, MBV memes.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. That's every
0: subreddit. It's not like super offensive or bad. Like it's a pretty chill place, but it's just like not very high quality. But every once in a while, people started posting these recommendations, and that was actually like I had already had a few like Japanese '90s shoegaze bands that I love, like Cultar of the Deepers and. Um, There's maybe one other I had heard, like, before that, but after that was when I totally dove all the way into the, like, 90s and 2000s, like, Japanese, like, shoegaze well, and that's, like, my favorite music now, more or less, and it's so funny because it's, like, I mean I may have found it otherwise But I basically found it because We're we're such fucking assholes And I was just like fuck this band I'm gonna find other well made But not super inventive shoegaze music To listen to And I found like much better Shoegaze music to listen to And so it's like yeah like grow yourself Like learn Some shit you know I think another interesting thing with music though Is that like it, it is the exact same philosophy I have about video games where it's like there are moments where you have to just say enough's enough or you have to just say, OK, even if I've defended this in the past or even if I've had this thought before with you right now, it's not OK. Um, and it's, that's why I wanted to, that's why I made a reference to the baby earlier. And I want to talk mm. about i want to talk about the baby uh because okay so you've probably once again um like you've probably heard about this um but the baby recently at a show uh made a bunch of super super horrible um homophobic bigoted comments um really like old school homophobia like Shit that I yeah. cannot believe is like how old is he? He's like 23 or some shit. Like, yeah, he's not that old. Where did you learn this? Like, talking mm-hmm. about AIDS and shit. And it's like, yeah,
1: that's like, he's t- like, he's so young that he would literally have had to watch like a QAnon documentary <laughs> about how yeah. a- AIDS only exists from men having sex with
0: each other or whatever. I feel like by the time I was in middle school, even the dumbest motherfucker knew that that wasn't like a thing, yeah. you know, but so, so he did that and he obviously caught fire for it and he's, he's getting dropped off to festivals. Everybody's coming mm-hmm. out saying like, yo, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And he made, he's made a few statements in response um, and they've all been pretty bad. I like the mm-hmm. most recent one that was clearly written by like an AI that works at his PR company where it uses the term. Was that
1: the, uh, was that the apology that like, yeah. literally starts off with him being like, well, like it's not cool that I'm getting canceled, whatever. But like, I guess I'm sorry.
0: No, that's the one that he wrote, but there's one that like, <laughs> well, like I said, I think an AI wrote it and it's so funny, dude. It's like, it uses the term triggered and it's like, If this, if this dude thinks still thinks 1989 shit about gay people, he definitely is not going to genuinely use the word triggered. Like, I'm sorry, that's just not real. But anyway, in one of his apologies that he actually wrote, he said something that I've actually said many times before when talking about old hip hop music. And it was really weird to see him say it. And I know this is something you and I don't agree on uh, Justin, because you and I have actually got into this, got into it about this in the Discord. But, like, basically, we he's, well, we're talking about older hip hop and homophobia and misogyny in hip hop. And what he said that was really interesting to me was that he said it's not fair for a mainstream, mostly white audience to. Want black art and black culture so much, but also be unwilling to deal with the long running um, mindsets and issues that come with consuming that culture. I was like, damn, that is actually real. And I've said that before, that it's like, if you're going back to older hip hop, there's going to be, even with artists you like, there's going to be homophobic stuff. There's going to be misogynistic stuff. There's going to be stuff about violence that you might not agree with, but that was a they those artists viewed that as a part of their art and a part of their culture that they wanted to show to the world and at that time especially record labels were just buying people up and being like oh we want this like authentic hip-hop and so people like okay i'll give you the real shit and like a lot of people don't want to deal with the fact that like that was the reality of it's like if this dude was like selling crack and is rapping about selling crack he's going to talk about some really fucked up shit because like selling crack is not a normal job. You know what I mean? Like that's not like a fun, cool job. Right. And so like I've said that before and I stand by that statement, but when DeBavy says it, it's like, okay, first of all, it's too far in the future. Second of all, you're too young. Third of all, Mm. like what the fuck is this? And so that's what I mean about like you pick your battles, you pick your flashpoints. Like I'm, not going to jump on here like as someone who loves hip-hop who grew up listening to hip-hop it's been like a large part of my life for my entire life it's like I'm not going to jump on here and say we got to cancel all these old records because there's homophobic shit on it I will say though that when the whatever you got or one of the fucking ninth string Wu-Tang guys made a newer record that was super homophobic and then did interviews defending it saying that like some weird five percenter shit about how like gay people are bad or I was like no you don't fuck you man it's like 2009 like at that time (laughs) it's like fuck you this this shit is not cool and especially with the baby where it's like listen like you have so many people around you you have so much money behind you you're famous you have the internet why are you acting like this medieval stupid guy like you're not stupid like come on and so that's when it's like fuck you but that's what i mean with like you gotta pick your battles it's not a blanket oh i have all the right answers you always do a boycott you do it this and this and the other way it's like just pick your fucking battles dude like be just be smart about this shit.
1: I have to say, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I, I remember what you're referencing now, and that that was an unfortunate day. Okay.
0: Yeah, and we don't have to rehash it. And I hold no, yeah, Ill, like, Ill, no I hold no yeah, ill will. About I have
1: it. all. Yeah. I have for some years have been very like, listen, you can't. Like, I get being upset about a thing a black person has done, but it's very important to take into consideration how how different how different other cultures are and especially how different they can get when you consider the pressure that America and white America has put on them specifically yeah. and what they've done to that community over the yeah. past you know how decades if you're talking more modern time centuries if you're talking the history of America yeah. but like like you have to be you have to take all of that in you can't just like <laughs> yeah just, you can't put everything under the exact same lens yeah i was just having a very like why am i looking at 24 year old white kids being like r.i.p dmx like i'm like <laughs> this is weird I, something about this is weird sure. and it's just and i, I was having a, i was having a very weird day in general and i was also like it's just so strange to have people who like Literally, are too young to have "quote unquote" grown up with this. Yeah, like just totally ignore some of the more questionable aspects of this because, ex- like, people were sharing the like the thing where he's like, "Oh, flowers, you gotta water them; they have to grow." Blah, <laughs> the blah, scene blah, from the blah. TV like,
0: show. He was, yeah, and there. I'm
1: like. He literally disowned his son because he abandoned his kid for over 20 years. And then when he came back into the picture, his son didn't want anything to do with him. Yeah. So he, like, hates his son now. And I'm like, yeah. please, like, there's th- there's just no nuance to it. But I get yeah. that it was also, like, the day he died. And that's not always the best time for nuance. So it was a, yeah. it was a tricky day. And I was, like, in the <laughs> middle of 90 things thinking that i should i should do any part of engaging in a discourse when i don't have time to actually think about what i'm saying and then say something logical i was just like talking in broken sentences and then being like no you don't understand and i'm like oh i'm just not making any
0: sense (laughs) actually actually i don't understand
1: (laughs) i'm trying to do 900 things and just talk about something that i'm barely equipped to talk about and also like can't focus on enough to yeah. give it the attention it deserves so it was a weird day but no i i agree i like i i understood your point then and i definitely agree with what you said
0: now but yeah i mean it's just like when you look at things you need to have some nuance there has to be you know historical you know knowledge and perspective like you know you, you just have to know what you're looking at know what you're talking about so then you make an informed decision and i just feel like yeah you know it's like I'm just that's what I think that's what you do in the real world that's what I've mm-hmm. done and that's informed by being a musician and having those talks because like even within your own community you know there's like people where it's like we got to get this guy out of here right the fuck now and there's other people where it's like well this might actually be a longer conversation that needs to be had and I've been in all of those situations and scenarios because like I'm a dude and I know other dudes and like dudes do bad mm-hmm. shit And so like, you know, like I've been in that scenario and then also just growing up Arab and Muslim where you're just getting so much in every direction. Cause like, I don't know if it was like this for other people or how calm this was, but our family was very connected to like the sort of like political action side of like Muslim people. And so every day you were getting some shit that was like, we should boycott this company. We should boycott this movie and this and that and the other thing. And like, it was really overwhelming, but it also was like a good lesson because like, yeah we we would get some of that stuff and it was like oh yeah like that's legitimately bad you know like we shouldn't support that but then there was other stuff where um it was just like like you know one time they told us not to see a jackie chan movie for some reason and we looked (laughs) at the reasoning was like this is the dumbest shit i've ever heard like we're jackie chan was our favorite actor at the time and i was like fuck you guys this is stupid you know but or even like you know sometimes you just get a hint of something and you do some research and you're like oh this is bad, like. You know arabs used to always say uh we used to always say like don't don't drink coke because they support israel but like i don't even don't i don't even think that's real but then like as a kid i was like well let me google or well there's no google let me look into it you know let me whatever. let me ask. Mama.com uh, yeah, well, support <laughs> let me ask jeeves this shit and then it was like <laughs> even back then you could find articles that was like oh yeah like coke like murders union leaders in south america and it's like oh yeah. Coke bad. Mm. And then like years later, actually, this is a true story. Um, hollow boys got asked to play a show that was sponsored by Coke. And, and they're like, yeah, there's going to be some like branding and, and banners and stuff, but we're going to do it in like kind of a cheeky way. And I just sent him back an email. that was like, so, you know, the U of M has a giant contract with Coke. The U of M is one of the largest like college campuses on earth. And, uh, I don't think it's funny that they give so much money to Coke. So fuck you. Um, nice. And they told us that after they booked us and, I was just like, yeah, you can go fuck yourself. We're we're dropping. um, And and I was like, and I forwarded it to all the other bands. Just I was like, just so you guys know, I don't like none of y'all. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Damn. You're like my Damn, networking skills. you like my networking skills. We were very, we were, I don't know what the word is for us at the time. We were controversial because uh, mm. some people loved us and some people absolutely hated us. Um and we always still got lots of press so it was like a weird thing yeah it was, it was odd was
1: the name of the the unreleased fourth album gonna be like that foo-foo lame shit I ain't with it or something <laughs> <That> <laughs> yeah, no it was just sending shots at your
0: fiddy my favorite is the guy recreating that where he actually shoots a gun in his shower accidentally <laughs> 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 have you seen that
1: I think my favorite it. gun <laughs> viral video is the one where the kid has like a um he has, like, the automatic Glock, but it's, like, the fully automatic one, but it's an airsoft gun, and he, like, duct tapes a toothbrush to it, and he, like, he, like, goes to brush his teeth with the, like, as the slides, like, racking back and forth, and it's just, like, vibrating its whole head and, like, spewing toothpaste everywhere. Yeah. Oh. Like, it's just, I don't know. There's something about it that's, that's always tickled me, but...
0: That's nightmarish, but you gotta send it to me. I gotta see that. Yeah, I'll find it. <laughs> um... But yeah, I don't know. I think it's just, oh, I do know. That's the thing is like, I, I think a big reason I was frustrated with the last time I talked about this topic was that it's like, I do feel like there's a proper response. I feel like the proper response is ordering your priorities, knowing what's important to you and making informed decisions with the way that you spend your money. Because if you just always buy the big thing that you want to buy all the time, like nothing's ever going to change things legitimately become too big to fail, you know? And it's just like, yeah, I think a big conversation, like Cole and I talk about this a lot and he's actually going to be on here talking about this as well. Cause I don't know. There's an interesting perspective there. Um, but like one thing we talk about a lot is that I think personal responsibility has become really unpopular in the like modern internet age where like, People, so people have become very anti-corporate, which is good. I agree. Anti-corporatism is correct in my mind. But like, there's also this weird side effect of people being like, because corporations are killing the earth, I don't have any personal responsibility in the earth dying. Incorrect. Yeah. Like, you live mm-hmm. in capitalism. You are part of it. You are complicit. So instead of just burying your head in the sand or saying, I can't change anything, you should start taking steps to change things and make things better while also speaking about the fact that corporations just like shouldn't fucking exist. Like you can do both simultaneously. It's like, I've said it multiple times on the show, but it's like that whole thing of like, imagine a better future. Do you want to imagine a better future or do you want to just wait to die? Cause like, we're all just waiting to die at this fucking point. Cause the earth is so fucked, but like you could try, you could try just a little bit, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and that wraps into something else that's just on my mind with everything, and probably at some point wraps into the whole Hellblade thing that we talked about. Uh, oh yeah, let's get private. Be. Like, and it's, it's so it's something I was talking about in the Discord, and I don't remember when it, it was fairly recently, and I don't know, I don't remember if it was just sometime in Pride Month around that stuff or, or what it was, or maybe I'm conflating some of the very long. Long uh, discourse we had about can't get pride, quote unquote, since that was oh, a bit yeah. of an issue this mm-hmm. year. But like, I, I remember there being some discussion about like corporate, like corporations supporting, quote unquote, queer people or minorities or you know, whatever, whatever yeah. you want to bring up. Yeah, and. Like there's there are always a lot of people who for various reasons will be like, well, you know, it's it's good that they do that. And I'm not saying it's not like it's not good for fucking M&B Bank or whatever to change their logo to a rainbow for a month or whatever. Like that is not bad, but you have to want more. Yeah, like you, you have to. And the second that a million people say, like, but it's good that they did that. They'll see that and they'll say, see, we're we, that's we, we're we doing the good thing that we need to do. Yeah. Good thing. Like, you can't you can't let them have it. Yeah. You have to keep you have to keep at them.
0: Yeah. Like, sure. it's,
1: you're tra- you're training a puppy, basically. Yeah. Like, if you were just like, good, you did it piss in the house once. Like, that's. That's that is not the end of it. Yeah. And, you know, someone being like, well, this character is gay, quote unquote. Like, OK, is there it did a did a gay person write this character or did Neil Druckmann write this character? <laughs> uh, like, you know, like yeah. you, you can't just give all the jobs to white men, have them give you your representation. hmm without having like a real voice in that equation like that's just that's just it's corporate nonsense money to all the wrong people and the more you're like but it's good it's good it's good that like technically this like star wars character is trans like no one knows that there's no characterization there's no way for anyone to really like prove that outside of a wikipedia article yeah like and you have to you have to be like okay cool where's the rest
0: well and you know what's funny is that the the best example of this is a blizzard game it's overwatch which is a game that has no story in the actual game but in like companion comics and weird meta shit they just started making every character gay and it's like okay well and i've said this about representation before there's also a zero plus about representation and like i'm very wary of it because for me personally it's like Representation is a good sign because it shows that the people who make these big media properties know that we're watching. Like, you know, if you're queer and you see a queer person, it's like, okay, they know that I'm watching. Or if I'm, you know, myself and I see some brown guy, I'm like, okay, they know that I'm watching, but it's not actual progress. So it's like a good sign, but it's not actual progress. And yeah, like Overwatch. Okay, you can make literally every character gay, but if you treat women like Mm -hmm. shit at your company if you sexually harass people like all the time your company it's like it doesn't mean anything it's a good sign that's in front of like an absolute like horrible chasm death pit you know what i mean it's like nah man like you can't put a rainbow sign in front of a death pit and be like we did it
1: (laughs) yeah you can't do like hashtag blm on your like drone strike rocket yeah like (laughs) it doesn't mean anything and like the blizzard thing is just so intense they're just they're so about like oh the overwatch cast so diverse like it's just it's 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 a whole universe of culture and like it doesn't matter how many east asian people you put in the game if blizzard fires one of their their professional athletes or whatever because they publicly backed the protesters in hong kong once one time yeah this motherfucker said one thing one time yeah. about supporting people who were oppressed and they fucking fired him.
0: Yeah. Oh, they took point. his
1: money and they fired him. So it doesn't matter if May is from China. Doesn't yeah. fucking like like yeah. I you know it's great that someone has a game that has a character that they can relate to. That's cool. But if in practice, they actually don't care about you, you need to kind of reassess. And you know, like I've seen plenty of people in our community and the world at large be like more critical and be like, oh no, it's good. Like I'm glad this is happening, but it's not enough, it needs to be more specific there's mm-hmm. work to be done so i'm not trying to like say that i'm not like vague potting about anyone really yeah oh, for i sure. just know that it's a it's a thing where a lot of people just kind of immediately get complacent with mm-hmm. all of it and not that uh, complacency is a very bad thing and but i'm not saying that you know just accepting the thing you're given is as bad as you know yeah. Buying cyberpunk or you know whatever. It's not what I'm trying to do. And I'm not trying to to white man any minorities or or queer people or anything. So if someone has a take that uh involves me being wrong, that's that's fine. You can you can at me. If you're not a fucking white man and daddy's money <laughs> kid feel free to add me like Uh (laughs) i i know that i'm wrong i like constantly have to be like brent am i wrong as a straight person and they're like yes i'm like okay (laughs) cool gotcha (laughs) but when some dude pops into the discord to insult my friends and then say that i don't have good opinions indirectly or whatever just because uh you see yeah. now i am vague potting now yeah, I yeah, am. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and you, no, know okay. you, are, <laughs> you know who you are motherfucker
0: you know who you are you know if did. he hasn't
1: if he hasn't left yet my my fingers on that 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 button for whenever <laughs> he says i'm stupid again
0: the most dangerous move i made was making you mm-hmm. mod Mm. But, I haven't well, banned anybody. No, I know, that's y'all, crazy. Y'all get thing. All the
1: action. <laughs> I know. I'm always like, "Hey, can you not be a psycho, please?" And then they call me a slur and then someone else has.
0: Yeah, uh, I know. It's just it's just cuz we both work on computers now. <laughs> cuz like Monica has yeah. for a while and and after the what since the pandemic i've worked on a computer like every day so it's just so much easier and like especially mm-hmm. when someone drops a slur like i just i can't yeah. let it i can't let it hang in the air you know like i just gotta... well
1: i'm always on my phone when that happens and that day i like pull like i got the notification and i like i saw the discord icon and i was yeah. just like oh boy because it was like few minutes after i posted that yeah and as soon as i dragged it down i just saw the first two letters for what i knew that word would be <laughs> and then when i yeah. like clicked it it was all gone i was like damn yeah. okay yeah i didn't even get to ban the
0: guy i know that was just too far i mean that guy was just an idiot too i mean that i remember his, his username was like i eat my own shit and like all he would talk about was how he shit his pants multiple times yeah that dude is a real freak (laughs) that dude was a fucking freak and like it was just so funny because like he just said he said something like he just called me an asshole And like, I, Mm -hmm. I got the vibe that he meant it in like, I guess like a, a jocular sort of way. But I was like, you, I made a snide remark about it and then you explicitly jumped in and we're just like, Mm -hmm. Hey, you, you shouldn't talk to people you don't know like that. Like it was a very, very medium statement. Like there's (laughs) like only once again, only a guy who like eats his own shit or whatever would really get offended by it. But he did. And he, yeah, he called you the F bomb and it was like. Whoa! Like that was just too far because, yeah. like, our our Discord is. I I feel like straights are the minority in our Discord, so it's like, bro, you that's come on, you know, Damn. no slurs are, are okay. Me, are
1: you telling me I need to be queuing on now because <laughs> I'm the minority now? They're you, taking over
0: my Discord. You are an oppressed straight white male. Yes.
1: Yeah, I think um that see I a common thread between most people that have gotten banned in there is that they all do the thing where like they just like you know some of us like raz each other that's kind of the dynamic or whatever but it's like a lot of those people have come in there and they just talk to people like yeah like aggressively like that like quote unquote is a joke but i'm like if you if you've just met someone and talked to them that way it's not a joke yeah Like, you have to safely build, like, a back and forth to be able to, like, just call someone a fucking dickhead.
0: Yeah, and even then, it's like, I don't know, I'll say personally, like, me and my friends will roast each other, but I don't, I can't think of anyone I have a good dynamic with who I would just be, like, that aggressive with. Cause it's different to like roast people or like bring up like, like, you know, like last night we were talking, you know, Cole and Emily came over and we were joking about how there was a hollow boys tour where everybody was buying water bottles with sport caps. And I was like, Oh, I hate sport caps. They're so gross to me. So I started buying the normal, cab water but I was also buying the cheapest water and so it turned into this thing where I was a peasant because I wouldn't buy water with a sport cab and so they kept calling me a peasant and I was saying it was so fucked up because the tour was two weeks long and over the course of the tour it like snowballed into like anything that I did that they didn't do made me a peasant and like they still will call me a peasant sometimes and it's like that's really funny like that is really I mean And like, I'll joke about being offended and be like, fuck you guys. And what? Like, that's funny. But like, that wasn't like, oh, Ali's such a fucking asshole. Like, it wasn't like that. It was like, that's a joke. Like, that's a really, that's like a really funny joke. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it was just, it was a weird vibe. Um, That was, that was really weird that was like super not good but yeah it was
1: also weird because his introduction and the channel we should have screen capped that and like posted (laughs) it as a sticky but like his intro was fully like i actually hated this show but now i kind of like it
0: yeah it's like why are you in here then bro like this the discord i assume is for people who like the show enough that they want to talk to the people who are on the show and the people who really like the show you know what i mean like I like a lot of stuff and I'm not in any discords because I'm just like eh. like <laughs> I don't want to yeah. do it but It's like I assume you, you like this show or you're just a weird troll guy who wants to tell everyone that he shit himself a lot like mm-hmm. dude that was his only story and it was like you need to see a doctor my friend like I'm not going to make fun of you I'm just like concerned like go to a doctor at a certain I point I guess the
1: good part about not about having bad takes and uh no nuance or whatever is that <laughs> No, nobody comes into the server like immediately talking to me like they know me. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. I'll take that.
0: <laughs> but, you know, to go back to representation, I think I think that's a fair point. It's like I I never want to come off as anti-representation, at, you know, especially like as a fucking minority. It's like I'm I'm never anti-representation, but I'm also we have to be critical of it. And yeah, like you say, it's like, we have to not accept it as like the end point of progress or even something that really like, you know, really makes you feel like things change. Cause like, it does feel good. Like I've talked about before. I was talking about it in another episode where it's like Mr. Robot. I was like the yeah. most like Arab people I've seen in a movie. That's not about Arabs at all or in a, you know, a show, a work of mm-hmm. art. That's not about it at all. And I was like, yeah, it makes me feel good. Like I get it. It feels good. But at the same time, there's so much bad representation. There's so much poorly done shit. It's like, yeah, it, we have to not accept it as like progress. And once again, I, yeah, this, this Activision shit, it just really drives the point home that it's like, there's so much going into this. There's so much nuance that like, you can't just, you know, go after it. And, and the other thing too, is like, I've said another thing I've said for years, years and years and years <laughs> is that if you are, a person that mainstream culture or a large part of mainstream culture rejects, you kind of probably owe it to yourself to check out like alternative media. Because like when I was growing yeah. up and it was like mainstream media hates Arabs, <coughs> I was like full well, fuck you too. I hate mainstream media. And like I found albums and books and movies and all this shit that spoke to me. Cause they were either about, not white people or They there were about music scenes where there were people who were more like me and all this shit. And like, like I even found a book. I remember reading this book and I read it like so many times. Cause it's like, this is just a crazy book and I really like it. Um, it's called the Tukwa Corps and it's like a book about like a Muslim punk band. Um, it's by Michael Muhammad Knight and like, dude, I don't know. Like I found that book. That's a really obscure book. (laughs) And like, I read that book and I thought it was awesome just to see like a music, a book about like a punk band who are like hardcore punks who lived in a shitty house and who are all Muslim. And like, it was just like, Oh, this is cool. Like you can find shit. And so that's why we are always telling people like, check out indie games, check out the indie scene. Or even like we were kind of talking privately about that episode. I did about Hellblade, where it's just like, um, you know, if you want great storytelling, in a linear traditional way, like you might want to read a book, my friend, like (laughs) you might want to go look for a book that appeals to you and like, maybe check out some more obscure shit. And also like, we have the internet. It's so easy to find stuff now. Like when we were kids, maybe you didn't have the internet at home. Like maybe you did find music by going to fucking FYE or whatever bullshit place. But it's like, dude, we have the internet now you can find this shit. And I think, You owe it to yourself to put that energy into finding that stuff rather than into defending these companies or wrestling with your own conscience about whether or not you should defend these companies. Man, fuck these companies. Fuck them. Tell them to fuck off. Do something else. Read a book. Play a different video game, you know?
1: Part of the whole discussion that I referenced earlier in the Discord was part of my thing was every... Like, I think that was the whole discussion was my issue was people only getting their representation from commercial media yeah that's like that was just the most important thing in the world to them and my whole my whole thought was why wouldn't you want to give money directly to a creator yeah who is of a ethnicity of a orientation whatever that is making content about that stuff or about a topic that's important to you like Why would you not want to just completely cut out the middleman and all the rich white people and just give a person who worked very hard and shared something that is the result of their lived experience that you also share like 20 bucks directly? Yeah. Because even some of the people who are fortunate enough to get to do that on a larger scale through like bigger, you know, companies like they're, they're, they're going to see 2% of your money if even that yeah. probably less so yeah. you know when you have a tool as powerful as the internet or even just a community of people who can point you in a direction yeah why wouldn't you want to go somewhere else like yeah, yeah I, I get that like Star Wars is cool or whatever but like <laughs> you're probably going to do more harm than good throwing all your money at that hoping they'll give you like a non-binary character yeah when you could just go on itch and give an actual non-binary creator money for something and yeah like maybe maybe it just looks like a game boy color game and it isn't a like 40 hour immersive sim with realistic graphics or whatever you know and i get that you maybe you want a really crazy experience but at some point you I guess have to take a loss somewhere well we're just not at a point where like the world is accepting of people like that enough to support them through what they need to do to go work at fucking EA games or whatever so you kind of have to just meet them at the bottom level and keep working at it until they get a little higher
0: well, there's, yeah, there's a few interesting points in there, which is, number one, yeah, it, like, if, you know... Oh God, where do I start with this? <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a few interesting points you make, though. Like, number one, it's like, if you have a more balanced media diet, if you are seeking out the stuff that you're talking about, where it's, like, made by smaller creators, it's on a smaller scale, then, like, if you do go and you consume this large piece of media it just feels better because it's not your entire diet it's more just like okay I'm going to make an informed decision a choice to check out this game and and that's going to be that you know what I mean and I, I feel like that's where a lot of this frustration for me comes from because it's like yeah like sometimes people just don't even try and they jump straight to the like but I have to you know like I have to look at this thing the other point that you bring up that I think is important is like everybody wants to be the good guy but nobody wants to sacrifice anything and that's why like in that original episode, I made a point that I think a lot of people misunderstood, which is that I said, these conversations are most meaningful when it's something that you really care about. And I wasn't saying that to like, I don't know, say that if you don't care about it, you don't have to worry about it because that's definitely not the, like I don't give a shit about any Blizzard game. I haven't since I was like an actual child, but like I do care about this issue. This is a like a labor issue. It's an ethical issue. Like there's all these things. But. What I was trying to say is that like, if you really like want the thing, then the ethical choice you make to not consume it is very meaningful, and it matters not to everyone else. it matters to you. and those are those those fork in the road places that I've been talking about this whole episode like that's where the place is. when you really want something, but you tell yourself, no because it doesn't support your ethics your politics and your worldview like that is the shit i'm talking about and that's when it really really matters and that's when people really need to do the work and do the examination because if you want to say hey i'm a good person hey i have these politics and they're important to me and blah, blah blah it's like at some point, you need to do something. I'm not saying that every day of your life needs to be the struggle to maintain your principles. Your life has to be totally joyless because you're constantly wondering about this and that and the other thing. Or you can never go look at something that you used to like. Blah, blah. like I'm not saying any of that at all. I'm just saying like you need to try. And if you want to do this the right way and you want to have some sort of moral high ground, you need to make sacrifices. And if you don't, you don't. Like you said right at the start of the episode, if you don't give a fuck, just come out the gate and say, you know what? I don't give a fuck. But that's like, nobody wants to be seen that way. Everybody wants to be seen yeah. as like, I'm a good person. So it's like, pick. You got to pick. You got to make sacrifices at some point. It's just the way it is. Like, this isn't my opinion anymore either. Like, this is actually a straight up fucking fact. You know what I mean? Like, you got to pick at some point
1: mm-hmm and like so to go back to hellblade again which i i this might not actually be the last time it comes up i don't know but like you know you told me they at the or i guess it's in the episode that they credit a mental health expert quote unquote yeah they had to pay someone money to tell them what's it like yeah being mentally unwell what what is how how One person wrote that game. Yeah. And, like, you know, I'm detaching... My only prior knowledge of this dude is that he was the face of that Devil May Cry reboot, because it's the same studio. Oh, okay. And, like, you know, everyone made fun of him because he had a fucking undercut or whatever, and he was... The game's edgy, blah, blah, blah. Like, I didn't... I don't think there's anything wrong with him. I don't know that he's done anything bad except be hated for trying something different. Right. But, like, clearly... They hired someone to make sure that he didn't miswrite or misrepresent some things because those aren't his experiences. Right. Because, you know, if you have suffered through something and you want to tell a story, even if you don't, like, nail it, like, you lived it and you are free to, to tell your story. Yeah. But if you're just a guy just writing something that needs to be fact-checked you shouldn't be writing it and yeah, I'm not saying that giving like the ninja theory, your money is the worst thing you could do is probably not. But like I, I bought a $4 itch visual novel that took me 15 minutes to play through. That was written by someone that very openly has a handful of different, you know, mental health issues. That isn't a white man. The guy that wrote Hellblade isn't a white man either, but you know, whatever. <laughs> but like, you know, I, I gave that creator four dollars for a fifteen minute game and it fucking I fucking made me I was crying on yeah. a Sunday morning at seven AM. Which game was that also? Uh it's called what is it called? Uh You Left Me. Okay. I'll send you a, a link to it. Cool. Um and it's got it's a it's a little bit branchy, so you can you can wring a little more time out of it but you know like say whoever wrote hellblade was like a schizophrenic and you bought hellblade that person would get 20 cents off your purchase when you do the math somehow some way they don't get the money directly but based on whatever their paycheck would have been you know right but you know instead i gave someone who would have gotten after itch.io's cut they would have gotten, you know, 372 in their paypal account. Yeah. Well, instead and and, and, yeah. and they were sharing their actual lived experience and not an experience that they just thought would be a good story that they then had fact checked to make sure it wasn't mishandling something even though i think whether or not it was mishandled in hellblade is is up for some debate i
0: haven't played it though well that's that dude that's the thing is that like that conversation about representation is that the end point should be Uh, That we have people who are making art about their real lived experience and it's their story to tell. So having other people write the stories is not wrong and it's not bad necessarily, but it's once again, it's just like any basic representation where it's like, it's a good sign but we're still waiting for the real progress to happen. That's Mm. where the real progress happens. And so that's what gets frustrating is that in the game space, that mentality seems to be a very like minority opinion um, whereby people are much happier just praising something for doing anything at all. I think Hellblade's a good example because people heap praise upon that game for the way it handles Mm. it. And another good example is the last two things that Swery put out, right? Where it's like, with the missing, that was my whole take on that game in the ZV Plus review of it. I did where I was just like, I saw exactly where they were going with the story. And I think there's an argument to be made that it's like really hokey and really hacky. And I think like people can like it or people can identify or whatever. Like I have no problem, but I think to like heap this praise on it is a little bit psychotic. And then in Delhi Premonition 2, I mean, he bungled it super poorly and it ended up being a whole controversy and it really sucked. And it's like, yeah I mean that's the problem with doing it this way like maybe maybe he does he did it well this one time but then the next time he tried it he really fucked it up really bad because it's not his lived experience and they were even like oh we had a consultant and blah 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 and it's like yeah you had a consultant like Also, for some people, they are their own consultant. (laughs) Where are they? Let's put them in these positions. Let's put them in this industry. But it's like this conversation. Now we're circling back to the very beginning because it's like, how do you say that a big company needs to hire someone who's had these experiences and employ them and blah, blah, blah. When the company itself is openly, insanely hostile to anyone who's not a straight white male. And it's like all right gamers we're back to square one fucking unsub from wow stop giving this fucking company your money like that's that's where it starts that's why i think some of this friction that comes when you tell people they need to boycott things comes from the fact that they can immediately say well that's not a permanent solution it's like of course it's not a fucking permanent solution it's not even a very good solution it's just where it always starts Mm -hmm. because if it doesn't start then it just never happens. And we just sit here forever using, you know, whatabouts and internet comments as reasons to just keep doing whatever the fuck we want forever and ever. Amen. And that fucking sucks.
1: Yeah. And I guess I'll get to like my final Hellblade thing, which is the <laughs> other thing. I don't remember if I brought it up with you. Um, yeah. Like a lot of the, you know, when that game came out, everyone was like, oh, it handles mental health so well, blah, 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 blah. blah. And, you know, I, I try not to make assumptions. I do my best. I realize that we live in a world where mental health issues have not ever been a focus. A lot of us grew up with parents that, like, just didn't think that was real. They didn't even think fucking ADHD was real. Yeah. Like, I I get it. So I know maybe a lot of people are... They haven't openly dealt with it. They don't know they have it. Whatever. But, like, the impression I get so much when I hear praise like that is, like, you, I, I don't know if you've lived it enough to really sit here and say, like, oh, it's doing so good. This game is doing it so well. And I'm like, just because you're talking about it doesn't mean you're doing it well. Just because you're not doing a caricature of some kind of mental illness does not mean you're doing it well. It, like, and they're just, that's, it's, and it goes back to, like, you need to ask for more. Like, you have to ask f- for for more, yeah. Like I don't, because like, you know, people. I had to listen to people in the bombcast say that the new Ratchet and Clank game deals with mental health issues. Well, it's <laughs> what what the Lombax said that he's depressed sometimes, so it deals with mental health issues. It doesn't fucking deal with anything. It's a Pixar movie game. Like, yeah.
0: Can we, can we like? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's like the praise gone mad because it's like. Basic representation, if you're writing about a topic that's not yours and your story to tell, the basic representation is you have a character who says, sometimes I deal with depression and moves along. Good way to do it. Good representation, but yeah, to jump out the window and be like, this is so amazing, we've done it. That's when the problem sets in. You know, it's like like I've said many times, if you want to have minority characters in your game, great do it but don't do it like deadly premonition 2 where like the one black main character has to talk about his experiences as a black man because it's written by sweary like don't do that just make him a black person or it's like yeah make it a person you want to have mental health awareness maybe there's just a little bit where someone says yeah sometimes like I have this issue or like I have this thing that I'm dealing with like that's enough but then yeah it's the the outsized response it gets is also troubling like you're saying I totally agree
1: yeah and Two things. So, thing number one is, I think that if we're gonna keep letting white men write all these stories, write the Last of Us two, whatever, you need to explain to me why you're allowed to to do what you've done. Like Neil Druckmann needs to tell me what happened to him that has allowed him to like spearhead a story that is just so chock full of torture against fucking trans people, gay people, whatever. Like you like if you're going to do just this fucking like Serbian film yeah. video game, you need to at least tell me exactly what happened to you. If something happened to you like very serious, like I'll I'll make an allowance. Maybe maybe you're equipped to talk about some of the stuff, but like barring that, like you just need to get out of that chair and let someone else in and part two is a thing I've wondered is like, maybe, maybe they have co-writers there to help them out.
0: Last of us two did have a co-writer. I believe who's. Yeah, but you, but
1: you, they don't, they're never, they're never given attention. Yeah. Like maybe they're in the credits somewhere, but that game at the start is going to say written by Neil Druckmann. It's not going to say written by eight people or it won't say written by blank consulted by yada 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 like that doesn't really happen and like the most i ever hear is like you know i listened to the companion podcast for the Watchmen show and the lead writer who was the the person being interviewed for those episodes or discuss or help discuss like each episode of the show like he was like i had a team of x number of people that were there to like guide me and tell me when i was doing something that was an inappropriate you know scene or it was an ill-informed take about something concerning that concerning something that like me as a white man couldn't know and like that's cool but i don't know who any of those people are because you're in the hot seat you get the attention you have the bigger paycheck and that it's good that you that we're at least getting somewhere where people are being brought in to help with this stuff but it's I guess it's just the pop star mentality of like someone gets to be the face and they get the attention and the money, and then other people are behind the scenes doing the work.
0: Yeah, that's weird, especially in the context of video games or TV shows where so many people make them, you know, that it's just like, yeah, yeah that's weird. Well, and it's even interesting too that it's like, I mean, I think once again, big circular conversation that always goes back to like we need to just ask for more and we need to do better because it's like Neil Druckmann even did break down a bit of what inspired The Last of Us 2 and he said that it was inspired by the like Israeli Palestinian conflict which is such a fucking weird thing to say to me because like i said in one of the two episodes we did about it that it's like the way that it treats the the cultists quote unquote is like so horrible and the way that it just dismisses them as like horrible savages is like really fucked up and the way that it uses images that's straight out of like you know the bosnian genocide and like real life ethnic cleanses and stuff it's like well if you're gonna start invoking this shit then i'm really looking at you sideways dude because like the way you did this is fucked up. And the way you did this is not respectful or insightful at all. Like it's horrible. And if you're going to just cop to like, that was your intention. Like, no, we are not cool. Like we are not cool with each other. And so it's like, it rots from the head down. It's like, we just need to ask for more, you know?
1: It's big, like white man guilt type stuff where they're like, we need to tell these stories. These stories have to get told. We can't have progress. If I don't write this story, like, Man, but even that's just such a big fucking. That is a huge topic to then yeah. be like. Well, oh, I was inspired by this real life genocide to write a torture porn game.
0: Like, yeah, it's just eh, it's like, weird. Man. Yeah, and that's, that is that yeah. is some
1: white savior hubris right there. <laughs> that I don't. Uh, that is qu- questionable, at least to me. maybe Neil Druckmann is a real sweetheart of a guy in real life, which is another thing where it's like in real life things can be different there's nuance to things and on the internet sometimes they tend to get distilled into very like absolute things so you know i like i'm not saying we need to drag the man through the streets or anything but yeah just like it's a lot of what i get put in front of me from him and people like him is like that is like this it just seems like a little a little you know questionable off base.
0: Well, and that's so. like the thing too. I get frustrated with the video game space and video games criticism because like in film, for example, which is not a perfect industry, but I compare it to games a lot because it's just an industry that has a much more active and engaged critical component whether that's critics or viewers or whatever it's like if somebody has a bad take in a movie and does some fucked up shit in a movie there's way more people that are just immediately like okay let's talk about it in games it's just like it's such a weird space where people just want to be like okay this is the right take we got it let's pound it into the ground anybody who disagrees gets fucked with and yeah, I mean The Last of Us Two was a mess because it was going in every direction. There's people who are like, if you don't like it, fuck you. You're uh, you know, you're a bigot, it's the best game ever. And then there's people who are like, well, we hate it because we are bigots. <laughs> it's just like this is an, a fucking mess, and it obscures the fact that in reality, if you take the work for the work, it's it's lacking in a lot of ways. Um and so it's just like, yeah, I don't know. The critical component needs to evolve, the people need to evolve, and that's why we have these discussions, why we talk about these topics. It's like Turn on your fucking brains, you know, start thinking about this shit, and just start doing shit. Because it's like, we're just past the point where it's like this adolescent, you know, hand-wringing, I don't know what to do, I just want to be alone in my bedroom. It's like, you're not anymore, you're an adult. You gotta make these decisions, they have impacts. You just gotta do it, and do it better, please, for the love of God.
1: Yeah, video games, like... The video games and everything surrounding them are not evolving at the same pace.
0: Yeah, for like, sure. Like,
1: video games journalism and video game consumers are not, they're not evolving in line with video games. Like, they're all going at different paces.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: And now they're all, like, ill-equipped to work in
0: tandem. Yeah.
1: Video games really frequently can get boiled down into, like, well, that's not a real game. Yeah. That's not real video games yeah which can happen with movies, but it just, it just doesn't happen quite as much no like no. and so you've you've got a thing where people just pigeonhole video games really quickly, but video games are just evolving so fucking fast into being like but they're all the mediums put together but people are still like graphics seven and a half out of ten story <laughs> yeah. six out of ten like that you gotta throw that out yeah like consumers have to start thinking about anything and also kind of respecting the medium even gamers don't fucking respect video games which is
0: psychotic they're they're the ones who respect it the least
1: (laughs) they're like obsessed with video games but have no respect for the medium at all it's crazy as hell to me
0: now that roger ebert is dead i mean they're the ones who hate it the most (laughs) king is dead baby